Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful, wonderful Lord. Uh, we're looking at James chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. I hope you get a chance to read through them. But the question is, how can I say no when temptation says yes? You know, this is one of those passages you need to read slowly three times before you start unpacking its truths. The word temptation in James 1.12 deals with the trials that God uses to bring out kind of the best in us. The closely related word tempted in verse 13 is speaking of the temptations that Satan uses to bring out the worst in us. By making excuses for the way we are made, the circumstances we face, or the situations we're placed into, we're kind of actually blaming God for our sin. Let's be honest. When we sin, whose fault is it? If you're not sure how to answer that question, quickly find a mirror, look into it, and you will have your answer. Now, verse 14 reminds us that every man is tempted. We all will be tempted. How often have you thought, oh, I can't believe it. I did it again. I determined to say no, but as soon as it lifted its ugly head, I blew it. I'll admit at time or at that time, it didn't look as bad as it does now. And I tried it. What's the matter with me? Can I ever, ever change? Many of us have cried out like that. You know, the word lust in verse 14 is frequently translated desire and refers to any and all cravings of an individual. Some desires are normal, desire for food and water, but even they must be controlled. The excessive desire for money, popularity, sex, or acceptance can quickly draw us into sin. If you had to explain or describe the words drawn away or enticed to a group of fourth grade boys, think about how you could use a simple illustration of fishing to do so. From baiting the hook with a wriggly worm to throwing the rainbow trout into the frying pan. I can almost taste that fresh fish right now. Now, choosing to gratify the lust or sinful desire always results in sin. Sinning is a personal choice. No one can make you sin. No man, no devil, no temptation, no trial. We sin because we choose to sin. We're all free to refuse the evil and choose the good, but we can never say that we are tricked into sinning or that the devil made me do it. Each time we sin, we're choosing, or I should say it this way, each time we sin, who are we choosing to please? Each time we sin, who are we choosing to obey? Each time we sin, who are we choosing to disappoint? Now, no one should ever hear you say, God is tempting me to sin. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he himself never tempts anyone else. But all of us are tempted when we are lured, enticed, and pulled away by our own desires. These same desires give birth to sinful actions, and then when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Please, my believing friends, don't be misled. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. Listen to James as he warns us, desire leads to deception, which leads to disobedience, which results in death. Can I say that again? Desire leads to deception, which leads to disobedience, which results in death. Now, the desire involves your emotions. The emotional feeling or longing is not always a bad thing. The object of the desire determines that. Once sinful desires grab hold of our attention, the deception begins, which involves our minds. Our sinful nature readily jumps in and we start to rationalize why it would be fine to go after the desire. We don't have to work hard to come up with reasons to justify our sin, okay? It's kind of a natural thing. Now, the act of disobedience starts slowly in our minds and quickly runs to our wills.
we first strategize or plan when and how we can give in to the, to the desire. Then that which we have emotionally desired, mentally deceived, and willfully planned out, we will do. We sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Now, this phrase teaches us uh, that you have the freedom to choose your sin, but not the consequences of your sin. Some sins seem to have more devastating consequences than others. For instance, what life-shattering consequences follow the sins of drunkenness, stealing, involving your mind with internet pornography, choosing to throw your purity and virginity away? Now, God forgives. He really does. But there are some scars that are painful to carry through life. Because of our fallen nature and propensity to sin, we need to know how to attack temptation at each stage, the mind, the will, and the emotions. The best attack is to live by what Jesus himself described as the greatest commandment of all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, that's your emotions. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, your thoughts. Love the Lord uh, your God with all your soul and strength, that is your will. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 6, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Then Jesus repeated it in Matthew 22, Lord, help me, help me to say no when temptation prods me to say yes. Hey, our time's up for today, but I hope you enjoyed uh, our study, and it's always good to learn more and more on how we can say no when temptation says yes. But today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it, and I hope that you have a good day.